0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Macabre Mortals. This is a very special episode as it marks my one year anniversary of this podcast, hence by it being a day late. For this episode, I wanted to delve into a subject which I think was one of the most pioneering discoveries in the criminal investigation world. The discovery and use of fingerprints. A fingerprint is an impression left by the friction ridges of a human finger. The recovery of a partial fingerprint from a crime scene is an important method of forensic science. Moisture and grease on a finger result in fingerprints on surfaces such as glass or metal. Deliberate impressions of entire fingerprints can be obtained by ink or other substances transferred from the peaks of friction ridges of the skin to a smooth surface such as paper. Fingerprint records normally contain impressions from the pad on the last joint of the finger and thumbs, though fingerprint cards also typically record portions of lower joints areas of the fingers. Human fingerprints are detailed, nearly unique, difficult to alter, and durable over the life of an individual, making them suitable as a long-term marker of human identity. They may be employed by police or other authorities to identify individuals who wish to conceal their identity or to identity pe- identify people who are incapac- incapacitated. Oh my goodness, I can't even say that. In- incapacitated or deceased. There we go. And thus unable to identify themselves in the aftermath of a natural disaster. Fingerprints are impressions left on surfaces by the friction ridges on the finger of a human. The matching of two fingerprints is among the most widely, most used and most reliable biometric techniques. Fingerprint matching considers only the obvious features of a fingerprint. A friction ridge is a raised portion of the epidermis on the digits, fingers and toes, the palm of the hand or the sole of the foot consisting of one or more connected ridges units of friction ridge skin. These are sometimes named as epidermal ridges, which are caused by underlying interface between the dermal papillae of the dermis and the interpapillary regiae pegs of the epidermis. These epidermal ridges serve to amplify vibrations triggered, for example, when fingertips brush across an uneven surface, better transmitting the signals to the sensory nerves involved in the fine texture perception. These ridges may also assist in gripping rough surfaces and may improve surface contact in wet conditions. Before computerization, manual filing systems were used in large fingerprint repositories. A fingerprint classification system groups fingerprints according to their characteristics and therefore helps in the matching of a fingerprint against a large database of fingerprints. A query fingerprint that needs to be matched can therefore be compared with a subset of fingerprints in an existing database. Early classification systems were based on the general ridge patterns, including the presence or absence of the circular patterns of several or all fingers. This allowed the filing and retrieval of paper records in a large collections based on friction rate patterns alone. The most popular system used the pattern class of each finger to form a numeric key to assist lookup in the filing system. Fingerprint classification systems included the Rochester system, the Juan Vucetich system, and the Henry classification system. The Rochester system was developed in Germany and implemented in both Germany and Japan. The Vojtech system was developed in Argentina and implemented throughout South America. And the Henry classification system was developed in India and implemented in the most English speaking countries. In the Henry classification system, there are three basic fingerprint patterns. A loop, a whirl and an arc which constitute about 60 to 65%, 30 to 35%, and 5% of all fingerprints respectively. There are also more complex classification systems that break down patterns even further into plain arches and tented arches, and into loops that may be radial or ulnar, depending on the side of the hand to which the tail points. Ulnar loops start on the pinky side of the finger, and the side closest to the ulna, the lower arm bone. Radial loops start on the thumb side of the finger and the side closer to the radius. Whirls may also have a subgroup classifications including plain whirls, accidental whirls, double loop whirls, peacock's eye, composite and central pocket loop whirls. Fingerprint identification known as dactyloscopy, or handprint identification is the process of comparing two instances of friction ridge high skin impressions from human fingers or toes, or even the palm of the hand or sole of the foot to determine whether these impressions could have come from the same individual. The flexibility of the friction ridge skin means that no two finger or palm prints are ever exactly alike in every detail. Even two impressions recorded immediately after each other from the same hand may be slightly different. Fingerprint identification, also referred to as individualization, involves an expert or an expert computer system operating under threshold scoring rules, determining whether the two friction ridge impressions are likely to have originated from the same finger or palm or toe or sole. An intentional recording of friction ridges is usually made with black printer's ink rolled across a contrasting white background, typically a white card. Friction ridges can also be recorded digitally, usually on a glass plate using a technique called live scan. A latent print is the chance recording of friction ridges deposited on a surface of an object or a wall and latent prints are invisible to the naked eye, whereas painted prints or plastic prints are viewable with the unaided eye. Latent prints are often fragmentary and require the use of chemical methods, powder or alternative light sources in order to be made clear. Sometimes an ordinary bright, bright flashlight will make the latent print visible. When friction ridges come into contact with a surface that will take a print, material that is on the friction ridges such as perspiration, oil, grease, ink or blood will be transferred onto the surface. Factors which affect the quality of the friction ridge impressions are numerous. Pliability of the skin, deposit pressure, slippage, the material from which the surface is made, the roughness of the surface, the substance deposited, are just some of the various factors that can cause a latent print to appear differently from any known recording of the same friction ridges. Indeed, the conditions surrounding every instance of friction ridge deposited are unique and never duplicated. For these reasons, fingerprint examiners are required to undergo extensive training. Exemplar prints, or known prints, Is a name given to fingerprints deliberately collected from a subject, whether for purposes of enrollment in a system or when they're arrested for a suspect criminal offence? During criminal arrests, a set of exemplar prints will normally include one print taken from each finger that has been rolled from one edge of the nail to the other, plain or slap impressions of each of the four fingers of the hand and plain impressions of each thumb. Exemplar prints can be collected using live scan or by using ink on paper cards. As mentioned before, in forensic science, a partial fingerprint lifted from a surface is called a latent fingerprint. Moisture and grease on the fingers result in latent fingerprints on surfaces such as glass. But because they are not clearly visible, their detection may require chemical development through powder dusting, the spray, of an inherent iodine fuming or soaking in a silver nitrate. Depending on the surface or the material on which the latent fingerprint has been found, different methods of chemical development may be used. Forensic science uses different techniques for porous surfaces such as paper and non-porous surfaces such as glass, metal or plastic. Non-porous surfaces require the dusting process where fine powder and a brush are used, followed by the application of a transparent tape to lift the latent fingerprint off the surface. While the police often describe all partial fingerprints found at a crime scene as latent prints, forensic scientists call partial fingerprints that are readily visible, patent prints. Chocolate, toner, paint or ink fingers will result in patent fingerprints. Later, fingerprints, impressions that are found on soft materials, such as soap, cement, or plaster, are called plastic prints by forensic scientists. Live scan devices. Fingerprint image acquisition is considered to be the most critical step in an automated fingerprint orthotens... Goodness, I can't pronounce anything today. Orthotens... authorization system as it determines the final fingerprint image quality, which has a drastic effect on the overall system performance. Please apologies for my, can't seem to get my tongue around things today. There are different types of fingerprint readers on the market, but the basic idea behind each is to measure the physical difference between ridges and valleys. All the proposed methods can be grouped into two major families solid state fingerprint readers, and optical fingerprint readers. The procedure for capturing a fingerprint using a sensor consists on rolling or touching with the finger onto the sensing area, which according to the physical principle in use, optical, ultrasonic, capacitive, or thermal. And these capture the differences between the valleys and the ridges. When a finger touches or rolls onto the surface, the elastic skin deforms. The quantity and direction of the pressure applied by the user, the skin conditions and the projection of an irregular 3D object, the finger onto a 2D plane introduce distortions, noise and inconsistencies in the capture of the fingerprint image. These problems result in inconsistent and non-uniform irregularities in the image. During each acquisition, therefore, the results of the imaging are different and uncontrollable. The representation of the same fingerprint changes every time the finger is placed on the sensor plate, increasing the complexity of any attempt to match fingerprints, impairing the system performance and consequently limiting the widespread use of this biometric technology. In order to overcome these problems, as of 2010, non-contact or touchless 3D printer scanners have been developed. Acquiring 3D information, 3D fingerprint scanners take a digital approach to the analog process of pressing and rolling the finger. By modeling the distance between the neighboring points, the fingerprint can be imaged at a resolution high enough to record all the necessary detail. Fingerprinting dead humans. The human skin itself, which is a regenerating organ until death and environmental factors such as lotions and cosmetics pose challenging when fingerprinting a human. Following the death of a human, the skin dries and cools. Obtaining fingerprints from a dead human to aid identification is hindered by the fact that only the coroner or medical examiner is allowed to examine the dead body, and fingerprints of the dead humans may be obtained during an autopsy. In the 1930s, criminal investigators in the United States first discovered the existence of latent prints on the surfaces of fabrics, most notably on the insides of gloves discarded by perpetrators. So since the 19th century, fingerprinting identification methods have been used by police and agencies all around the world to identify suspect criminals, as well as the victims of crimes. The basis of traditional fingerprinting technique is simple. The skin on the palm of the surface of the hands and the feet forms ridges. So the so-called papillary ridges in patterns that are unique to each individual and do not change over time. Even identical twins who share their DNA do not have identical fingerprints. The best way to render latent fingerprints visible so that they can be photographs can be complex and may depend, for example, on the type of surfaces which they have been left. It is generally necessary to use a developer, usually a powder or chemical reagent to produce a high degree of visual contrast between the ridge patterns, the surface on which the fingerprint has been deposited. Developing agents depend on the presence of organic matter or inorganic salts for their effectiveness, although the water deposited may also take a key role. Fingerprints are typically formed from the aqueous base secretions on the ingrained glands of fingerprints and palms with additional material from spacex glands primarily from the forehead. This latter contamination results in the common human behaviors of touching the face and hair. The resulting latent fingerprints consist usually of the substantial proportion of water with small traces of amino acids and chlorides mixed with fatty sebaceous component, which contains a number of fatty acids and triglycerides. Detection of the small proportion of reactive organic substances, such as urea and amino acid is far from easy. Fingerprints at a crime scene may be detected by simple powders or by chemicals applied in situ. More complex techniques usually involve chemicals can be applied in specialist laboratories to appropriate articles removed from a crime scene. With these advances in these more sophisticated techniques, some of the more advanced crime scene investigation services from around the world were as 2010 reporting now 50 percent or more of the fingerprints recovered from a crime scene had been identified as a result of laboratory-based techniques. Although there are hundreds of reported techniques for fingerprint detection, many of these are only of academic interest, and there are only around 20 really effective methods which are currently used in more advanced fingerprinting laboratories around the world. Some of these techniques, such as nihindrin, diazofluorone 1, and vacuum metal disposition, show great sensitivity and are used operationally. Some fingerprint reagents are specific, for example, nihindrin or diazofluorone 1, reacting with amino acids. Others, such as ethylseranolate polymerization, work apparently by water based catalysts when polymer growth. Vacuum metal de- deposition using gold and zinc has been shown to be non-specific, but can detect fat layers as thin as one module, module, molecule. More mundane methods, such as application of fine powders, work by adhesion to spacious deposits and possibly a- aqueous deposits in the cause of fresh fingerprints. The aqueous component of the fingerprint, while initially sometimes making up over 90% of the weight of fingerprints, can evaporate quickly and may have mostly gone after 24 hours. Following work on the use of argon ion lasers for fingerprint detection, a wide range of fluorescent techniques have been introduced, primarily for the enhancement of chemically developed fingerprints. The inherent fluorescence of some of the latent fingerprints may also be detected. Fingerprints can, for example, be visualized in 3D and without chemicals by the use of infrared lasers. A comprehensive manual of the operational methods of fingerprint enhancement was last published by the UK Home Office Scientific Development Branch in 2013 and is used widely around the world. A technique proposed in 2007 aims to identify an individual's ethnicity, sex, and dietary patterns. The application of the new scanning Kelvin probe fingerprinting technique, which makes no physical contact with the fingerprint and does not require the use of developers, has the potential to allow fingerprints to be recorded while still leaving intact material that could be subsequently subjected to DNA analysis. A forensically useful prototype was under development at Swansea University during 2010. In research that was generated significant interest from the British Home Office and a number of different police forces across the UK, as well as internationally. The hope is that this instrument could eventually be manufactured in sufficiently large numbers to be widely used by forensic teams worldwide. The secretions, skin oils and dead cells in human fingerprints contain re- residues of various chemicals and their metabolites present in the body. These can be detected and used for forensic purposes. For example, the fingerprints of tobacco smokers contain traces of codeine and nicotine metabolite and they also contain traces of nicotine itself. Caution should be used as its presence may be caused by mere contact of the finger with a tobacco product. By treating the fingerprint with gold, narrow particles with attached codeine antibodies, and then subsequently with a fluorescent agent to the conotine antibodies, the fingerprint of a smoker becomes fluorescent. Non-smoker's fingerprints will stay dark. The same approach as of 2010 is being tested for use in identifying heavy coffee drinkers and cannabis smokers and users of other drugs. Most American law enforcement agencies use a Wavlet Scalar Quantitation, the QSQ, a Wavlet Bates system for efficient storage of compressed fingerprint in at 500 pixels per inch, PPI. This was first developed by the FBI in the Los Alamos National Lab and the National Institute of Standards and Technology. For fingerprints recorded at 1,000 PPI, Spatial resolution law enforcement, including the FBI, uses the JPEG 2000 instead of the WSQ. Fingerprints collected at a crime scene or on items of evidence from a crime, have been used in forensic science to identify suspects, victims, and other persons who touch the surface. Fingerprint identification emerged as an important system with the police agencies in the late 19th century, when it replaced anthropometric measurements as a more reliable method for identifying persons having a prior record, often under a false name, in a criminal record repository. Fingerprinting has served all governments worldwide during the past 100 years or so to provide identification of criminals. Fingerprints are a fundamental tool in every police agency for the identification of people with a criminal history. The validity of forensic fingerprint evidence has been challenged by academics, judges and the media. In the United States, fingerprint examiners have not developed uniform standards for the identification of an individual based on matching fingerprints. In some countries where fingerprints are also used in criminal investigations, fingerprint examiners are required to match a number of identification points before a match is accepted. In England, for example, 16 identification points are required and in France 12 to match two fingerprints and identify an individual. Point counting methods have been challenged by some fingerprint examiners because they focus solely on the location of particular characteristics in a fingerprint that are to be matched. Fingerprint examiners may also uphold the one dissimilarity doctrine, which holds that if there is one dissimilarity between two fingerprints, the fingerprints are not from the same finger. Furthermore, academics have argued that the error rate in matching fingerprints has not been adequately studied, and it has been argued that fingerprint evidence has no secure statistical foundation. Research has been conducted into whether experts can objectively focus on a feature information in the fingerprints without being misled by extraneous information such as context. Fingerprints can theoretically be forged and planted at crime scenes. Fingerprinting was the basis upon which the first forensic professional organization was formed the International Association for Identification the IAI in 1915. The first professional certification program for forensic scientists was established in 1977. The IAI certified latent print examiner program which issued certificates to those meeting stringent criteria and had the power to revoke certification where an individual's performance warranted it. Other forensic disciplines have followed suit and established their own certification programs. In 1823, Jean Evigélastique Poutanet identified nine fingerprint patterns. The nine patterns included tented arch, the loop, the whirl, in which modern day forensics are considered ridge details. In 1814, following the murder of Lord William Russell, a provincial doctor, Robert Blake Overton wrote to Scotland Yard, suggesting checking for fingerprints. In 1853, the German atomist Georges von Mussener studied friction ridges. And in 1858, Sir William James Herschel indicated fingerprinting in India. In 1877 he first instituted the use of fingerprints on contracts and deeds to prevent the repudiation of signatures in Hooghly Nicarota, and registered the governor's pensioner's fingerprints to prevent the collection of money by relatives after the pensioner's death. In 1880 Henry Ford's, a Scottish surgeon in a Tokyo hospital published his first paper on the usefulness of fingerprints for the identification and proposed a method to record them with printing ink. Returning to Great Britain in 1886, he offered the concept up to the Metropolitan Police in London, but which was dismissed at the time. Up until the early 1890s, police forces in the United States and on the European continent could not reliably identify criminals to track their criminal record. Francis Galton published a detailed statistical model of fingerprint analysis and identification in his book in 1892, Fingerprints. He calculated that the chance of a false positive, two different individuals having the same fingerprints was about one in 64 billion. In 1892, Juan Vutec, an Argentine chief police officer created the first method of recording fingerprints of individuals. In the same year, Francesca Rojas was found in a house with neck injuries, while her two sons were found dead with their throats cut. Rojas accrues a neighbour, but despite brutal interrogation, this neighbour would not confess the crimes. Inspector Alvarez, a colleague of Vutek, went to the scene and found a bloody thumb mark on a door. When it was compared to Rojas' prints, it was found to be identical with her right thumb. She then confessed to the murder of her sons. This was the first known murder case to be solved using fingerprint analysis. In Kolta, a fingerprint bureau was established in 1897 after the council of the governor general approved the committee report that fingerprints should be used for the classification of criminal records. The bureau employees, Aziel Haig and Hem Chandra Bose, have been credited with the primary development of fingerprint classification system, eventually named after their supervisor, Sir Edward Richard Henry. The French scientist, Paul-Jean Coulier, developed a method to transfer latent prints onto surfaces to paper using iodine framing. It allowed the London Scotland Yard to start fingerprinting individuals and identify criminals using fingerprints in 1901. Soon after American police departments adopted the same method and fingerprint identification became a standard practice in the United States. The Schieffer case in 1902 is the first case of identification, arrest, and conviction of murder based upon fingerprint evidence. Alphonse battalion identified a thief, a murderer, Shifa, who had previously been arrested and his fingerprints filed some months before. From the fingerprints found on the fractured glass showcase after a theft in the dentist's apartment, the dentist employee was found dead. It was able to be proved in court that the fingerprints had been made after the showcase was broken. The identification of individuals through fingerprints for law enforcement has been considered essential in the United States since the beginning of the 20th century. Body identification using fingerprints has also been valuable in the aftermath of natural disasters and anthropogenic hazards. In the United States, the FBI manages a fingerprint identification system and the data fates called the Integ- Integrated Automated Fingerprint Identification System, the IAFIS or IFIS, really it should be, which currently holds the fingerprints and criminal records of over 51 million criminal record subjects and over 1.5 million civilian non-criminal fingerprint records. OBIM, formerly US VISIT, holds the largest repository of biometric identifiers in the US government at over 260 million individual identities. When it was deployed in 2004, its repository, known as the Automated Biometric Identification System (IDENT), stored biometric data in the form of two-finger records. Between 2005 and 2009, the THS trans- transitioned into a ten-print f- record standard in order to establish interoperability with the APHIS. I remember when I actually um, went to Hawaii, and this would have been in 2013. And I had to do my fingerprints when I did enter into Hawaii. Female clerical employees of the Los Angeles Police Department being fingerprinted and photographed in 1928. And they have been ever since. In 1910, Edmond Locard established the first forensic lab in France. Criminals may wear gloves to avoid leaving fingerprints. However, the gloves themselves can leave prints that are as unique as the human fingerprints. After collecting glove prints, law enforcement can match them to the gloves that they have collected as evidence or to the prints collected at other crime scenes. In many jurisdictions, the act of wearing gloves itself while committing a crime can be prosecuted as an incoherent offence. A very rare medical condition, adomatographia, is characterized by the absence of fingerprints. Affected persons have completely smooth fingertips, palms, toes, and soles, but no other medical signs or symptoms. A 2011 study indicated that Atomaphia is caused by the improper expression of the protein S-M-A-R-C-A-D1. The condition has been called Immigration Delay Disease by the researchers describing it because the conjugal lack of fingerprints causes delays when the affected person attempts to prove their identity while traveling. Only five families with this condition have been described as of 2011. People with nangeli Frosetti or Jadome syndrome and Dermapathia pigmentosa regularis, which are both forms of ectodermal dysphagia, also have no fingerprints. Both of these are rare genetic syndromes and they produce other signs and symptoms, as well as such as thin, brittle hair. Anti-cancer medications such as capadabine may cause loss of fingerprints. Swelling of the fingers, such caused by bee stings, will in some cases cause the temporary disappearance of fingerprints. They, They will return when the swelling recedes. Since the elasticity of skin decreases with age, senior citizens have fingerprints that are difficult to capture. The ridges get thicker, the height between the top of the ridge and the bottom of the furrow gets narrow, so there is less prominence. Fingerprints can be erased permanently, and this can potentially be used by criminals to reduce their chance of conviction. Erasure can be achieved in a variety of ways including simply burning the fingertips and using acid and advanced techniques such as plastic surgery. John Dillinger burnt his fingers with acids, but prints taken during a previous arrest and upon death still exhibited exhibited almost complete relation to one another. My sources this week were a fantastic podcast called The Double Loop Podcast, which actually has two fingerprint experts, which discuss different papers which have been released and also talk about cases that they have actually worked on or procedures that they are actually researching as well. It's absolutely brilliant. So if you're interested in any more details, I would definitely point you to their podcast. I've listened to it for about must be nearly two years now, and I think it's absolutely brilliant. My other sources this week were um, a book called Criminal Law and Procedure for the Paralegal A Systems Approach by W.H. James and um, also Sandra McCord. I also had another book c- called Criminal Investigation, which was released in 2018 by Ronald Becker and Eric Dutel. I also read um, fingerprint history, a synopsis of the development of fingerprint identification with particular reference to the New Scotland Yard, which was released by the Metropolitan Police in the New Scotland Yard training modules of London Metropolitan Police Service, SO3 Scenes of Crime Branch Training Session, and that was released in 2001, and that is pages eight to nine. I also found some information on Wikipedia as well. There was something that was in that episode, which, um, was about how identical twins may have the same DNA, but then they have different fingerprints, which is going to lead to the case, which I'm actually going to be covering next week, which is the case of the Fox twins and how fingerprinting led to their capture for multiple crimes. Thank you for listening to another episode of Macabre for Mortals. If you have any questions, feedback, or subjects you would love me to cover, then please give me an email at macabremortals at gmail.com, or send me a DM at macabreformortals on Instagram. Thank you to everyone who has made this first year of my podcast just absolutely amazing. I've loved all the subjects that I've covered, and I'm so happy that you have come along on this journey with me. It hasn't been easy at times to be able to put out content as often as I have done, being as I'm studying, and working, I am a mother, I run a household, so everything is quite busy. But at the same time, I love knowledge, and someone very close to me always used to say, it is stupid to die ignorant. So thank you again. Please, as always, keep safe wherever you are in the world. Bye for now.